Welcome to another inspirational message by Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Beaumont, Texas. For more information about Church on the Rock and Ron Hammonds Ministries, visit cotr.com. Let's begin with our spiritual fitness tonight, our spiritual fitness exercises. Now, I'm hoping that you have one of these little cards that we have been sharing. Uh, it's, it's, it's just a, a little card on being spiritually fit, and it gives you an opportunity. There's one on my refrigerator at my house, and I am looking at it every day, and I say, okay, am I dreaming today? Uh, you know, today, am I looking for scriptures, and am I going to the Word and finding scriptures that support? my desire. Is there anything that I'm asking God for? Is there anything that I know of that looks like a better day? It's horrible to be hidden in a place where you cannot imagine a better day. But even when we do imagine a better day, it's still something like looking at that treadmill. You know, I happen to have one of those, uh, you know, uh, 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 total gym things at my house. I haven't been on it in probably three years, you know, most likely. In fact, uh, this week, Brenda had me move her exercise bicycle from one room to another room, which she hadn't been on it in I don't know how long. Yet. And, and then she was talking to me about getting a treadmill. I said, why? So that we can't you know, get on that either? I mean, you know, I mean just, just having these things on hand really doesn't make a lot of difference. Uh, we need to use them. And, and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm uh, of course, just pointing out that in myself, the obvious here. But spiritually... We cannot afford to neglect the spiritual exercises that keep us spiritually strong. Now, some of them are very, very easy and recognizable and need to be in your daily routine. Things like prayer, things like reading the word, those things are important. But there are some other spiritual exercises that God shows us in his word that are very important that will take us from being uh, you know, a, 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 a weak, nominal, or mediocre Christian Witness, you know, a spouse, parent, friend, okay, uh, employee, employer, okay, just take us from being mediocre to a place to where we are exemplary. But these are things that we need to work on and put in place in our lives. And one of the things that we talked about in the beginning was a stretching exercise. We need to dream of a better day. It's difficult to be in such poor physical shape that you cannot imagine getting in shape. It's also difficult to be in such poor mental or emotional or spiritual shape. Things that people may not can look on the outside and see, but on the inside, nonetheless, it's causing damage to us. It's keeping us from being victorious in life. Whenever we are in poor mental, emotional, or spiritual shape, we need to do some exercises. And one of the things that is difficult is being in such poor spiritual shape that we cannot imagine God doing something for us. We cannot imagine a better day. We cannot, we, 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 we cannot imagine what victory would look like. We cannot imagine what love would look like. Just the fruits of the Spirit. We cannot imagine what joy would look like. We cannot imagine what it would feel like to get up in the morning happy and well-rested, to have peace in our lives. Oh, my. You know, it's difficult to be in such 
poor spiritual and mental and emotional shape that we cannot imagine what patience would look like. We, can't, we, we, we just can't imagine what it would look like for us to have some self-control. You know, all these things are fruits of the Spirit. For us to have some faith, what would it, oh, what would it look like? You know, and when we cannot imagine what it would look like to be filled with joy, to be filled with peace, to be filled with patience, when we cannot imagine what it would feel like to feel so loved and to feel so forgiven and to feel so in love with God and with our family and with our future, when we cannot grasp what it feels like to be happy about our future, we are in a, in a very poor position in life. So one of the things that is important for us to do is to begin to stretch ourselves. We stretch ourselves by challenging ourselves and God to show us what a better day would look like. What would it look like in my life if I could get up in the morning with, with, with peace and joy and, and patience and, and uh, uh, faith and, and gentleness and goodness and, and humility and, and self-control, just the fruits of the Spirit. What would that look like in my life? And we began then to go to the Word of God and choose scriptures that support God's ideal for us, that supports God's hope for us, that supports the picture that God is painting for us in our lives. And as we began to take those scriptures, as we began to, to, uh, to stretch ourselves and, and satisfy our souls with the word, don't be surprised when the word begins to make a deposit in your life. You see, because the word of God is different than just a motivational um, speech. The word of God is different than just you know, something that comes along in life that gives you a little bit of joy. The word of God, when we take it into us, when we begin to rehearse it, when we begin to meditate it, uh, on it, the Bible says that it's, it, 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 it deposits faith on the inside of us. The Bible says that when we look into the word of God, as we peer into it, it is like a mirror. Not that we change its image. You know, that's like a mirror. When you stand in front of a mirror, what does the mirror look like? Does anybody know what a mirror looks like? A mirror is merely a reflection. Yeah. It looks like whatever's looking at it. The Bible says that the word of God is the exact same principle with one exception. The word of God, when people peer into it as looking into a mirror, it changes them. Instead of me changing the mirror to look like me, the word of God has this spiritual power that I can't explain. I can only tell you it's true. And God says it, that the word of God begins to change us. It begins to reflect on us. And we actually begin to take on the image of Christ. And the Bible says that we are changed from glory to glory. And God continues that work until the image of Christ is formed in us. The word of God works in us the Bible says, just like yeast works in dough. 
When we work the word of God in, as you work yeast in, it works out and it causes the, 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 the dough to rise. That's what happens in us. The word of God, as we work it in, it causes us to begin to grow and it works out of us. We work the word in and the word works out. It's an amazing concept. That is the process of meditating upon the word, choosing scriptures, choosing to go to the word so that you can begin to, to, to see the ideal you as God sees you in his own mind. And then we begin to confess with our mouth. We release those words. You know, if you have one of these little cards, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you can get one at the information desk, a little a brown card. It just has on there, the first thing I want to do, and I want to do it every day, is I want to add to my dream. I want to dream. I want to keep dreaming. I want to, I want to keep uh, imagining what a better day looks like. I want to find uh, uh, you know, uh, scripture so that I can begin to let that word work in me, begin to think about the word. Instead of thinking about what the world says, instead of thinking about my situation, thinking about what God says, and then I want to begin to make some declarations with my mouth. I want to begin to pull the trigger on some things. I want to begin to, 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 to uh, let my words fashion and create. The Bible says that God creates the fruit of the lips. The Bible says in, in, in Proverbs that a, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his lips and with the increase of his mouth shall he be filled. The Bible says in, in, in the same passage that, that death and life are in the power of the tongue. You know, we, we can speak our lives. We can, we can choose our course by the declaration of our heart. Something powerful about the word of God working in us and then coming out of us in a faith-filled confession. Then it's encouraging to know as well that God didn't just leave us there. He also, after these exercises, stretching exercises, gave us a greater opportunity as well to begin to do some other things in life. One of the things we talked about last week was the, the, the importance of making relationships. Okay? Actually, it was two weeks ago. Uh, uh, last week was, uh, was Yom Kippur, and uh, Pastor Robert Lytle uh, taught uh, on, on uh, the Jewish festival, the Day of Atonement, whenever you know uh, um, the high priest would go into the tabernacle and the temple and lay his hands, uh, you know, to take excuse me, take uh, go in and 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 atone for the sins of mankind once a year. And um, it's important uh, to realize that God uh, has certain things in place for us, but. One of the things he has in place for us are some spiritual exercises as well. Our participation in his plan for our life. And that's why it's important, as I said two weeks ago, for us to build relationships, make relationships, make some new friends, take care of some of the friendships that you have, reach out to someone, you know, uh, make sure that, 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 that you guard the relationships because God is going to bless you through others and he's going to bless others through you. you know, th that's just the way it works. That's just the way it works. When God wants to bless you, he often finds someone who needs to be blessed and blesses them so they can bless you. It's just an amazing, you know, and, uh, an amazing uh, a, a partnership we have in life. The Bible says that our life is a product of, of sowing and reaping. And we reap what we sow. That's why it's 
important for you to find someone who needs some mercy and give them mercy so that one day when you need it, you can have it. Find someone who needs some understanding, who needs someone to listen to them. Find someone who needs some encouragement. Find someone who needs some forgiveness. Find someone who needs, you know, uh, just, just, you know, uh, you know, some help and help them because the Bible says that do not be deceived that anything you do for any man, God will make sure that you get repaid. God will repay you himself. He says, so we reap what we sow in life. And thankfully, God's given us an opportunity to reach out and bless other people. In fact, Job find, found out that whenever he blessed his friends, Job found out that God turned his captivity in Job chapter 42. And God restored to Job everything he had and even more because he cared enough to reach out to his friends. Well, that's, uh, it, 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 it's very important to remember that. And uh, presentation. Uh, one of the exercises we need to do is, is, is a consciousness of presenting ourselves well. Just a consciousness of how we appear to others. You know, do we appear kind? Do we appear caring? Do we appear loving? Do we appear, you know, a, a, a sane? Okay, uh, you know, how do we present ourselves? You see, God wants to promote you. God wants to bless you. He does. He really wants to promote you. But sometimes it's hard for God to promote someone whenever they are unwilling to present themselves. You know, Joseph, as we're going through his life, he presented himself well. He was purchased on an auction block and he was made the head uh, steward of a rich man's house because evidently he looked sharp. He looked smart. Evidently, he looked like he could handle it and looked like he could do it. He presented himself well. It's important that we make a good presentation. It's important that we not only present ourselves well, but it's also important that we participate. And these are the things that we talked about. We talked about dreaming. We talked about meditation. We talked about declaration. We talked about relationships. We talked about exercising ourselves in our presentation. And we talked about also exercising exercising ourselves to make sure that we participate, that we don't just stop participating because something's happening in our life that we don't like, because something happened that we couldn't control, because something bad happened to us. You see, something bad happened to Joseph. <clears throat> he was sold as a slave by his brothers. He was taken and resold in Egypt. Something bad happened to him. But every time something bad happened to Joseph, and it happened to him over and over, he continued to participate. He continued to make sure that he engaged. He blossomed wherever he was planted. He did not choose to be in jail, but since he was, he became the jailer. He went ahead and participated. He did the very best he could where he was. He didn't choose to be a slave but he was a, a very good slave and became the chief steward over a man's house named Potiphar. You see, Joseph participated. Sometimes life puts us in a place that we don't think we deserve. Sometimes life can be cruel to us or someone else can be cruel to us. Sometimes demotions in life can put us in a place to where we feel as though that we're worth more than this. We shouldn't have to do this. Oh, my goodness, you know, I have a degree. I shouldn't be, you know, here doing this. My goodness, you know, I 
I used to own a company. What am I doing? Well, wherever you are, you need to realize that a relationship is what God is going to use to get you somewhere else. So you need to make sure you maintain relationships. You need to dream of a better day, take the word of God to heart, begin, let it work in you as to it'll work out of you. You need to make some good confessions in life and confess the word of God. You need to maintain good relationships. You need to present yourself well and you need to participate because that's the only way to get out of the pit of life. It's the only way to get out of the prisons of life. It's the only way to get out of the problems of life because you, no matter where you are, no matter how bad it is today, believe me, you can make it worse. Okay. But you can also make it better. You can make it better. Okay. Doing all the negative things is going to make it worse. Now tonight I am not trying to make you better for better sake. I'm not trying to teach you keys of prosperity uh, just, just so that you can get rich. I'm teaching you principles from the word of God that were given by the hand of God. I am teaching you principles that were meant and designed and delivered to Christians, to believers, to born again believers, so that we as representatives of almighty God could know how we should behave in this life. We, the born again believers in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we whom the world, the Bible says, is not worthy of, but the world looks down on and the world would like to push us out and the world would like to deliver us unto some very sad and terrible times but yet that spirit of the world cannot because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us but it's going to take more than just pointing at the treadmill it's going to take more than just pointing at the Bible or pointing at your salvation it's going to take some effort not here just to help you become good or better or rich but I tell you what uh, uh, you know, if, if you are born again, these principles will work in your life doubly uh, powerfully. They will work for the person that's not even born again. You can take the principles that I'm teaching and not even know Jesus and do okay in this life. You just can't leave this life and do any good without Jesus. But you need, as a born again believer, to realize that you are not entitled as a born again believer to anything but heaven, forgiveness of sin and heaven. Uh, everything else, Jesus expects us to participate with him in. He expects us to participate with him in our faith. God demands that his children participate in their miracles. And if you're needing a miracle, if you're needing to get spiritually strong and fit and, 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 and defeat the enemies of life, you're going to need to participate. That's just the way it works. So here we are at week number three, okay? I said all that to say this. Here we are with three new exercises tonight that I'm going to introduce to you. And I realize this may take you, you know, months. It may take you a lifetime to fully develop, but please get, get this list and begin working on these things. Begin, you know, uh, challenging yourself. Okay. And don't get lost in the fact that there are nine things now after tonight that I'm going to be continuing to remind you uh, that, 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 that we need to do in order to exercise ourselves and get fit. Tonight, again, we're continuing with the life of Joseph. Uh, Joseph uh, uh, is our model, and he's instructing us because Joseph goes from this 98-pound weakling who, who has no future, who cannot imagine a better day, all the way to the, to the ruler of the known world. And, and you know, uh, 
all the way to where he is, he, he's living his dream. You know, uh, he, he had a dream. It started off with a dream when he was 17 in Genesis 37. And, and it, 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 it was years that, Jesus, uh, Jesus, that Joseph spoke of his dream. But finally, Joseph's dream began to speak of him. It's the same thing in your life. If you will get a dream and you will begin to develop that dream, one day it will speak of you. One day it will, it, it will tell the story about you. That's, that's, that's true. It's just the reality. But it won't happen by itself. So in Genesis chapter 39 now, we're at verse number 7. This is a time whenever uh, um, um, Joseph you know, had done well. He was a slave, but he had presented himself well and he had participated. He was working hard for the man who had bought him. He was, uh, Joseph was the chief steward over the house of Potiphar, a very rich man. And so verse seven, the Bible says, and it came to pass after these things, after what things? After Joseph was doing well in the next place that he found himself. The Bible says that it came to pass after these things that Joseph's master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph and she said to him, lie with me, sleep with me. Verse eight, but he refused and said to his master's wife, look, my master does not know what is with me in the house and he has committed all that he has to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I nor has he kept anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? So it was as she spoke to Joseph day by day. Oh, she just was relentless that he continued. He did not heed her. He continued to resist lying with her or to be with her. This brings us to our first exercise for tonight. Now, remember the others, and I, I, I don't apologize for being the recap king, okay? Because I believe in repetition. I believe, you know, uh, that's, that, that's the way we learn our ABCs and our one, two, threes, okay? That's the way we learn songs. That's the way we learn everything. Uh, my goodness, you know, I can tell you the presidents by repetition. You know, Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe, Adams, Jackson, Van Buren, Harrison, Tyler, Polk, Taylor, Fillmore, Pierce, Buchanan, Lincoln, Johnson, Grant, Hayes, Garfield, Arthur, McCleveland, McKinley, Roosevelt, Taft, Truman, Eisenhower, you know, I mean, How? because I went over it and over it and over it and over it and over it. Went over it so much, my little five-year-old grandson can say them. Okay? Uh, that's what we do to learn. I mean, how many times do we take a test on our ABCs learning them? You know, well, normally we take that test until we get it right. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, it's the same way with life. So I don't want to apologize for being repetitive. I want you to know it's important for you to dream. It's important for you to meditate. It's important for you to make your declarations. It's important for you to make relationships and maintain relationships and realize that the next relationship you make might be the key to your destiny and your future. It's important to keep your eyes open and realize what God does through relationships, that the only thing that God is going to have left when he gets finished with all of his work on planet Earth is relationships. That's the only thing that God is working for. It's not what you know that does anything for you until 
who you know gives you a chance to show what you know. It's who you know, not what you know. It's who you know. Who you know gets you into heaven. And if who you know will get you into heaven and get you out of hell, then who you know is a key to everything else. Who you know. Relationships are important. I don't want to uh, you know, apologize for harping on relationships, how important they are to maintain them and invest in them and be open to them. Also as well, it's important that we present ourselves well and that we participate wherever we find ourselves and that we do the very best that we can. However, that does not minimize any of the other things that we're going to talk about, especially what we need to add to our lives and we need to exercise ourselves and make sure that we add some character to our lives. Character. Character is the next exercise. That's what we need to work on. You know, I can point at the Bible all day long, but character is going to make it or break it for so many people. You know, your charisma will take you places that your character will not keep you if you're not watchful. Character, that's Joseph. Joseph presented himself well. Joseph participated. Joseph was evidently a good-looking boy, but his charisma and his presentation and his participation got into a place where only his character could keep him. What is character? Character is what you are when nobody's looking. Hello? Character is what you do in your home in private. How many times, you know, has the deciding factor been, well, nobody will know? Character. Um, Character deals with things like our integrity. You know, deals like with things like our commitment, you know, uh, our willingness to compromise. It's important that we realize Joseph had a character test. And he just didn't have the test once. Day by day by day, Potiphar's wife tested Joseph's character. It's important to realize that the Apostle Peter said in 1 Peter 4 that if we suffer injustice and we didn't do anything wrong, well, then God will take care of it. But if we suffer injustice because we did something wrong, well, you know, we might have to pay for that one. And Joseph is just about to suffer some injustice because he refused to do something wrong. Sometimes you see when we refuse to do something wrong, sometimes when we refuse, we can suffer some injustice. And uh, just because Joseph was a person of character, just because Joseph's integrity was intact, uh, did not guarantee him that he was not going to face some injustice in life. Just because we're doing what we should do and doing what's right does not mean that everyone is going to agree with us and it doesn't mean that we're not going to have some trouble in life. And Joseph finds that out. You see, it's important for me and you that we work on our character. It's important that we add character to our life. It's important that we just not point at what we should do or just know what we should do, but that we go ahead and bite the bullet and do what we should do in situations that present themselves, situations that give us opportunity to compromise. Joseph continued passing that test of character. And the story continues in Genesis 39 by telling us that this woman could not stand being rejected. She could not, and she uh, 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 ended up falsely accusing Joseph of trying to rape her. When Joseph's master heard uh, this, uh, hey, he believed his wife. 
And he put Joseph in prison. And verse uh, 20 of chapter 39 says, Then Joseph's master took him and, and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in the prison. Oh my goodness. You know, here Joseph had the run of the house. Joseph could get anything he wanted to eat. Joseph could get anything he wanted to wear. Joseph could have anything in the house. Nothing was kept from him. Joseph could go to town when he, I mean, Joseph, you know, I mean, Joseph had it made. And then all of a sudden, because he refused to compromise, he finds himself in prison. Wow. The second principle of our spiritual fitness that we need to add to our life this week is humility. Humility. In Joseph's case, Joseph was going to learn some humility. What Joseph did was Joseph taught us how a person handles false accusations when there's nothing they can do about them. How a person handles demotions when there's nothing that they can do about it. How a person handles those things will determine whether or not we overcome the circumstance or whether we're overcome by the circumstance. You see, sometimes people go through situations and circumstances that literally are so unjust and are so wrong and should not have happened to them. But how they handle that when there's nothing you can do about what has been done to you, how you handle it will determine whether you overcome the situation or whether the situation overcomes you. You see, Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. What an injustice. And then he does well. Then, then, then he works well. He handled it well. He, he presented himself well. He participated. He rose again up to being the head of a household. And there was nothing that was kept from him. He did well. But then once again, he found himself unjustly, falsely accused, unjustly imprisoned. But there was nothing he could do about it. Nothing he could do about it. The only thing Joseph could do is sometimes what you and I, the only thing we can do, and that's just to give it to God and wait on God. You see, Joseph could have started fussing and kicking and fighting. He could have, you know, cussed Potiphar. He could have, you know, tried to run back in the house and slap the woman. He could have, he could have, you know, acted like, you know, some of us might imagine that we would like to act when we're unjustly treated. But when you find yourself in a situation and there's really nothing you can do about it, let me tell you, uh, you know, uh, making it worse probably is not the best thing to do. I can remember uh, I was in high-speed pursuit of five people in a car in Albuquerque, New Mexico who, were, who had just robbed a convenience store. 
And I uh, had my lights and my siren on, and I was behind him, and I was, you know, we were, I mean, I was going as fast as I could go, and I finally got a chance to pass him. This was back in the day when, you know, we didn't have body cameras. And, uh, <laughs> and I just turned and slid around in front of him and stopped, and when I got out of the car and leveled my gun on them, uh, they had a choice to make. There was nothing they could do about it. You know what? They were, going to, they were going to jail, either with me or with those hundred people that were following us. <laughs> they had a choice. You know, sometimes when you find yourself in a place to where the only choice you have is to just go along, give it to God, submit to it, you know, Lay down on the ground, put your hands behind your head. Whatever you're being told to do with the guy that's got the gun, it's best just to not make it worse. And life sometimes puts us in a place to where we can't do any, we shouldn't try to do anything about the situation because the only thing you can do is make it worse. That's a time for us when we find ourselves in a situation that we didn't ask for, a situation that, you know, something was done to us that we can't do anything about. It's time to not make it worse. Humility. Joseph acted with humility. When we can't do anything else, you know, uh, we need to convince ourselves that this moment is not my future, but I can sure mess up my future if I mess up this moment. And instead of making it worse, I think I'll just make it better. Uh, Give it to God and give God time to work and uh, he's still on your side, okay? All right, for the sake of time, I have to move along to our third one, all right? Uh, Genesis 39, by the way, says that, you know, God was, you know, with Joseph and God showed Joseph Joseph, mercy. And God's the one that gave Joseph favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Sometimes it's not good to begin to make things worse. Things can get out of hand. Number three, our third thing that we need to exercise ourselves to is endurance. Endurance. It's important that we have the ability to keep on keeping on. Because most likely... If you have a problem right now and tomorrow that problem goes away, I would venture to say that's not going to be the last problem you have. Okay? I would venture to say that that's probably not the last uh, difficult moment you're going through. We need the ability to endure, the ability to keep on keeping on under pressure. You see, uh, Joseph had, had, had already gone through several injustices, but he just kept on, wherever he found himself, he just started fresh again, began working, and he just got, you know, uh, you know he, he, just, he just, you know, said, okay, I got his mindset and said, okay, I can do this. I can start again. I'm going to start all over and I'm going to work from here and I'm going to do the very best I can. There's nothing I can do about where I am, but there's everything 
everything I can do while I am here to make here a better place. And that's what he did. He always endured whatever life gave him and did his best to make that a better place. Now, uh, if he had a choice, and some of you have a choice, if he had a choice, I'm certain he, you know, he, he, he would have went back home. If he had a choice, he wouldn't have been in prison. If he had a choice, he would have done something else. But sometimes life leaves us with few choices. Sometimes life leaves us with no choice. And when life leaves us with no choice, we need to give it to God and be willing to do our very best right where we are. Genesis 39 Verse 23 says, the keeper of the prison did not look to anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with Joseph and whatever Joseph did, the Lord made it prosper. Whoa, think about that. Anything Joseph did in the prison because Joseph was presenting himself because Joseph was a dreamer, because Joseph was, 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 was holding on to the word of God, because Joseph was letting God build a future in him, because Joseph was, was, was making the right confessions, because Joseph was participating, because Joseph was, was humble, because Joseph was meek, because Joseph wasn't making a fuss, because Joseph was a man of character, was a man of commitment, because Joseph was a man who was able to endure and just get up the next day and do his very best wherever he was. Then the Bible says that the Lord was with Joseph and he gave him mercy and gave him favor and that the keeper of the prison did not look to anything, but he put Joseph in charge of everything. And God blessed whatever Joseph did and God caused it to prosper in Joseph's hand. You see, even after all the trouble, Joseph had the energy just to start again just to keep on going, to start all over if that's what it took. He didn't ask for it, but that's what it took to build his dream, and he did it. He was willing to prove himself to yet another master if that's what it took. You know, uh, when, 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 when people many times lose some situation of life or some position of life, a job or, or you know, a, a some, uh, something in life that causes them to have to start over again. Sometimes they just almost don't have it in them. Joseph had that. It was the ability to endure hardship. The ability, as the Bible says, that we should have enduring hardship as a good soldier to go into every battle fresh and with a mind to do our very best. You know, don't allow the hardships or the pressures of life to take your dream away. You know, Joseph didn't allow that dream to be robbed. Keep your focus on the goal and keep your dream alive. You see, a successful person is one who blossoms wherever they are planted. You know, success is more than a one-step process, and it may take a few ups and downs in life for you to find your place and for you to find, and for others, you know, for you to find a relationship where others will promote you and give you an opportunity to really show who you are. Never lose your dream. Most often success belongs to those who are willing and able to endure. Endure the process. Endure. I want to encourage you tonight to really pay some attention to yourself and to realize that, that your life, it's up to you. And if life right now or in the future is, is something that you don't like, then it's up to you to 
help fix it. You need to be a part of that equation. God will work, but you'll need to work as well. There's nothing you can do to change someone else. He could not change Potiphar. He could not change Potiphar's wife. He could not change his brothers. He could not change you know, the jail. All he could do was appeal to God and present himself before God as someone that God wanted to promote, as someone that God could promote. Joseph made sure that it would be easy for God to promote him that he wasn't burning bridges. He was not going to you know, uh, be his own worst enemy. Dream. Meditate. <coughs> declare. Build relationships. Maintain them. Guard them. You know, present yourself well. You know, participate in life. You know, develop your character so that you won't compromise trying to get ahead but you'll just trust God to do it right. Maintain your integrity. Make sure that you, know, you, you, you don't just lose the dream. Okay. You know, remain humble, especially with your successes. They say be, be real nice to the people on your way up because those are the same people you see on your way back down. And then endure. Won't you stand?